Welcome to Coming Out of the Dark Podcast, a podcast like none other, where women are empowered, encouraged, and uplifted to be the best version of themselves. Get ready to come from darkness into light with a passion to fulfill purpose. Here is your host, Miss Lady O. It's an honor to welcome Christina Flack to the Coming Out of the Dark platform. A little bit about Christina. Christina is a celebrity makeup and hair artist, as well as the creator and CEO of Pretty Girl Makeup. Christina is also dedicated to raising public awareness of the dangers of sepsis. Today, Christina and I will talk about healing through grief and sepsis awareness. Christina, welcome to Coming Out of the Dark. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's so nice to meet you. It's so nice to meet you as well. (laughs) Well, I want you to get a little comfortable. I want you to share with everyone a little bit about who you are, the woman, the mother, the CEO, and the person that is healing through grief. Well, okay, that's a big loaded question. (laughs) (laughs) Where does one begin? Uh, (laughs) Yes, I am all of those things. Um, And I, it's, uh, yeah, it's a lot sometimes to be me. Right now I'm feeling a little overwhelmed. Um, I'm working on a TV show in Los Angeles with Tyler Florence, which I love, but I'm kind of going back and forth from uh, LA to San Francisco where I live and so um, and then yesterday I was down in Indian Wells at the tennis tournament uh, the ATP my husband I was married to Ken Black he was a professional tennis player former number one in the world doubles player with his partner Rob Saguso mm-hmm. uh, and as you mentioned yes my husband passed away in 2018 from sepsis and so Uh, The ATP was very generous and they offered to do um, a golf tournament for the players um, and alumni, the old players that are retired, uh, and it's called the Ken Flack Golf Tournament. So I went down to give out the trophies and give a little speech and it was great to be down there. The weather was gorgeous and the people were so nice, but it was kind of emotional. I have to say I broke down crying when I gave my speech and And it was hard to, you know, stand in a room full of people and, and, you know, expose yourself. I don't like people seeing me break down crying. I can understand. You know, it's uncomfortable, but it's what I was feeling. So I understand. I can relate to that. The the emotions just come up at any given moment. Because that's the one thing about grief is it's just, it's a journey, right? You never arrive at this point. It's a journey that you t- you deal with every single day and you just never know on what level that is going to hit you. So I can imagine sure. what you what you experience. Yes, it's interesting. I often say that grief isn't something I don't you don't get over it. You just mm-hmm. learn to manage it. Mm-hmm. And um, there's always going to be days that are a little more intense than others. Yesterday was my intense day, but also it was the four year anniversary of my husband passing on the 12th. And so, you know, it, you know, I was a little raw from that. Uh, and then going down there and being back in the tennis community with all his, in his old world, it, it just felt yeah. a little, a little intense, but to 
today's a new day and I'm very grateful that I'm able to chat with you and and to talk about grieving in a positive way. Uh, I know it's hard and especially at the beginning it can be very intense. I lost my mother when I was 20. My son Bo passed away on Christmas Day when he was four and a half months old. And my business partner Stephen passed away and then my husband passed away. So uh, it's a lot. So I just knew that when Ken passed, that I knew that I couldn't go down that dark path that I had been down when my son had died. I, I'm very disciplined normally, but I realized I needed to be extra and um, I would work out a couple times a day, at least nothing hard, but go on a walk, maybe go to yeah. yoga, go to Pilates, something, ride my horse and try not to get too tired, not too hungry, you know, kind of meditate, be, think about, medi uh, be grateful, pray. I, all those little things helped to kind of get me stable and and not feel so like that the world felt like it was crashing yeah. in. I'm sure you felt like that after your sister passed. Like, it's just so intense. Yeah, it's so intense because you feel as if you just, you everything has crumbled and you're trying to rebuild your life. You know, you're trying to rebuild this, space of smiling again feeling a sense of normalcy and how do you move forward and i love that you just mentioned all of those things that you put into place you know eating healthy working out those things and creating some type of structure for yourself so that yeah. you have something to lean on so would that be something that you would recommend to others Absolutely. to have us have structure you need to just kind of set up a schedule, even like the night before, or maybe for the week, set up just kind of a basic schedule because it kind of helps to feel like, okay, I have these things I need to do. And then also I remember it was like, I had post-traumatic shock. I couldn't remember things. I was forgetting everything. I literally thought I was getting Alzheimer's or dementia because I kept forgetting everything. It was so crazy. and. I, so it does help to have some structure. It also does help for me, it helped that I did have the Sepsis Alliance that they asked me to raise awareness for sepsis. And so that kind of gave me something positive to do in my spare time of helping others. I also started a educational fund at the Northern Light School in Oakland, California. Uh, it's a, a private school predominantly for minority kids that are there all on scholarship. And so I had one set up for my son, Bo. I set one up for Ken and um, all my kids have helped at some point at the school mm -hmm. to raise money. And my littlest one, Bo's twin, but Ben uh, for the last five years has been playing golf. He's a, a junior golfer and uh, he raised $36,000 in last October for the foundation, which enabled three kids to go to private school, but it's, he's raised over a hundred thousand dollars in the last five years. It's, oh my goodness. That's amazing. Is amazing. I'm so proud of him. And I think it's also good for my kids to see that helping others is so important. And I think because they've done it from such a young age, it's kind of just in our, like what we do. And, I, I, oh, I had said to them, you can't have a, a Ken Flack in your life and just think you're gonna get special treatment and free tickets. You have to use that to better the world and, and help other people. Yeah. So I, I, I'm very proud of my kids. 
why don't you share with us exactly what are you doing with the foundation? What exactly is sepsis? Explain to the audience exactly what that is and what should we what should we be looking out for um, for signs if someone has that has that disease? So, if your listeners want to go to sepsis.org and scroll down, there's a little uh, diagram that says time. And what time means, T is for temperature. You can be either incredibly hot or incredibly cold. I is for infection in some place in your body, uh, whether it be uh, a cut or you know an infected tooth, or in my husband's case, he had bronchitis that turned into pneumonia and his doctors didn't see him, so it escalated. Uh, M is for mental decline. They're a little bit, it's hard to rouse them. They're just a little bit confused. And E is for excruciating pain. You are in so much pain, you feel like you're dying because you are. Sepsis is an infection of the blood that attacks your vital organs. And so if you have any of these signs whatsoever, get to an emergency and get a blood test and they will put you on an IV antibiotic and and you'll be saved. But sepsis is not a forgiving disease. It's not one of those things Mm -hmm. that you can go, oh, I'll go tomorrow morning if I don't feel better. There is no tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning is gonna be too late. So it's, um, I also think you, you need to know your body. Like, you know how you, something doesn't feel right. You need to speak up for yourself. Uh, unfortunately, Ken and I trusted our doctors at Kaiser Permanente to, you know, take good care of us and, and they failed. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I just finished a four year malpractice lawsuit against Kaiser Permanente in California and we won. Um, the judge ruled that it was below the substandard of care from the advice nurse and the doctor. So it doesn't bring my husband back, but it makes me feel better that they're having to acknowledge what they did wrong and hopefully not do it again and make change in their system so more people don't lose their lives by not being seen by a doctor. There's no way a doctor can treat you and not see you. Yeah. over the phone it's it's insane you're yeah. asking you're asking for people to die it's just yeah. it's not a matter of if it's when and who yeah right I love that you uh, just apply so much passion to to what you're doing. You took something that was so devastating and that overtook, you know, your husband's life. And now you're just practicing daily to bring awareness to other people. I think that is so wonderful. This is what this platform is all about, is just really just bringing awareness so that we can pay attention to what is hurting us, where we need to pay attention, what, what, what we need to do and I just love that you're so active with sepsis I I, yeah yeah, I didn't you know it's so funny that I was not fully aware of what this disease was before coming in contact with you I I, did and I weren't either yeah I had no I'd never even heard of it I never even knew what it was and I did research and then I felt for myself like I really need to be careful. Like I really, when something is going on with me, I tend to just ignore it or pass it off to the side because I want to continue on with my busy life going on to the next task. 
But in doing that, we only hurt ourselves because we wait too late to go to the doctor and then we find out that there's something that's really, really wrong. And hopefully, you know, they can catch it in enough time to, you know, save your life. But then there are times when it's the symptoms are so far gone and, you know, and we wind up not only we hurting ourselves, but other people around us. So you're absolutely right. You know, it's so funny, our culture, it's like, we feel bad taking care of ourselves, which is ludicrous, right? Mm-hmm. Shouldn't be feel, so, we shouldn't feel bad about exercising or eating well, yeah. taking some time to rest. And it's it's super important. I mean, today, I've, I'm, I mentioned earlier, I'm just feeling a little worn out. And I, I just, it's, I'm just learning for myself. I don't like disappointing people. I don't like saying no to things. And I'm very honored that anyone even wants to hear my story, quite frankly. And so, <laughs> but I also know that I really, have to take care of myself because I'm really feeling exhausted and maybe it's from because it's the four-year anniversary and then the golf tournament it could be and the traveling so much I'm not I, I'm just feeling really tired and so I I need to like slow it down a tiny bit so Christina what are you going to do for you to slow it down besides taking no more interviews <laughs> What are you going to do? Are you going to do like some candles and set the the atmosphere? I do you that. You give me that vibe. That that's oh, yeah. what you like to do. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm you. We're the same person. Yeah. I absolutely. I I went to yoga this morning. Had my green juice. I lit the candles. I am going to. Let's see what else am I going to do? I'm just going to slow it down a tiny bit. but I can't really slow it down that much because tomorrow I'm shooting a TV show with Tyler Florence and then we fly to LA for to continue filming and then I come back home right so I just have to take it a little bit easy maybe just do nothing but I don't but see I'm running my that's important yeah Can I tell you, Christina, that is so important to do nothing just to be still. Even if your nothing is just probably, I'm going to carve out an hour and I'm not going to do nothing because I'm like you, we're the same person, right? I feel like I can relate to you so much. My schedule is hectic. It is extremely busy. Um, I just introduced this new way of working, which is time blocking. So I can make sure I accomplish everything that I need to get done. But in that, I have to make sure that I carve out time just for myself, just to relax, just to do nothing. I work with this energy healer in Canada. Her name's Diane and she's amazing, but she always tells me, you can't give an orange unless you have a basket of oranges to give. So self-care is important. To be a better mom, be a better friend, be a better business person. Well, you really do need to take care. I, I was, do you ever listen to the Calm app? Do you know that? Oh, you know what? I just recently saw it, but I did not listen to it. Yes, but I know what you're referring to. Yeah. Okay. So I I was listening to the Calm app yesterday because they have this daily Calm. It's 10 minutes and I try to listen to it every day. And then they have this other man on there, the Daily J. And what he was saying was people that are really successful, like he wanted to know like what daily rituals they had. And, you know, he checked like Oprah, Warren Buffett. There was like five people. And it was so interesting, like what each of them did every day. Oprah meditates every day. All of them exercise first thing in the morning. Um, They, before they got out of bed, they thought of three to five things they're grateful for. Um, 
and it was so interesting to hear that those things because I I think I do most of them I think yeah. I do them and it was just interesting to hear that you know when I am on my TV show that I'm working on right now I I'm not home I'm in a hotel so I don't have any excuse I, I just go do a workout before I yeah. go on set and I just noticed that all these little discipline things that I do really do help me to keep my head on straight. Yeah, yeah. I think along with self-care, I believe in soul care as well. And so soul care for me is really just taking that time just to really not not focus on getting a pedicure, manicure, or all those things because I feel like that is self-care. Yes, I do those things. I'm I live in the spa, trust me. Soul care to me is really just checking in. So like you had def definitely said, like Oprah and those other individuals, they take time, they meditate. I take time and I read and I take time and I'm just- really And reading, the reading yes. is the other thing, which I do every yes. day. Yes, and just to be still, be silent. Let me digest exactly what I read. How, what does that mean to me? I take time and I journal. I take time and just to figure out, okay, how am I feeling? Instead of going on stage, status quo because I feel like so often we get used to going on status quo of how other people expect us to feel and so we become we get there's a habit of us perform, performing in a way that somebody else wants us to feel but no how does Christina want to feel how does Lady O want to feel yeah well you know what it's okay if I'm not feeling that great and I can say I'm not feeling great. It's okay that you even said, Christina, you know what? I need to place a pause right here. I need to take time for myself. I'm not gonna do any more interviews because you wanna give your best self to whatever you're doing. And when you're stretched then you're unable to really apply your best self to it. You're giving some, somewhat of a residue of, of energy that you have, but you're not giving the fullness of all of who you are, which I I can feel you have a dynamic energy. I feel that energy from you. So, so yeah, so I just believe in soul care and self-care. That goes hand in hand for me. Because some people really they 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 map self-care into, you know, the reading, the meditation and all those things and also the manicure, the pedicure and all those things. But then there's, there's other people who do not fully understand that you got to take care of the soul, which is your inner self before you can take care of the outer self, you know, and making sure you get that massage, you get that pamper treatment. Those are important because, you know, we are women. We need our little time to ourselves, you know? <laughs> I love that you're saying the soul care because I haven't heard that before. And I think that's really interesting. I, uh, I really I'm allow like my soul to speak. I'm allow my soul to be. Yes. I'm just going that's to allow one. my soul space. And however I feel, I feel. If I feel like crying in the moment, I'm gonna cry. If yeah. I feel like just being sad and not don't wanna be bothered, it's okay, cause I'm human, I'm not perfect. And I'm going to have that moment. I feel like with grief, Christina, and I don't know if you felt this way, but when my sister initially passed away, everyone was there. Everyone could relate. Everyone wanted to support, but now we're two week, two years later and people just really celebrate on the anniversary. 
when I'm really actually going through grief every single day. Right, that's true. Yeah. Every, and that's that was a weird part too. I remember right after everyone was here and then after a little bit everyone was gone and I was so and I had never been alone. My kids it, it, it happened that like three of my kids were off at college living away and I had one child half the time that I share with his biological dad and it was like I'm widowed and an empty nester. This is crazy. Yeah. And, and you know, we always, people that have lost someone, we, I, I know we all say the same thing. I just want to feel normal again. And you're never going to feel your old normal. You have to create your new normal. So that is something that I've had to create my new normal, like how I deal with my own life. I was on this show once with these psychiatrists in, in LA, but they said something so interesting. They said, oh, you know how we always have post-traumatic shock yeah. after something like this? She, the woman told me, she said, you know, you've had a different kind of thing. You've had post-traumatic growth. And I found that really interesting because you can choose to have post-traumatic growth or post-traumatic shock and just get paralyzed. And so I think it is up to us to decide how we want to grieve in a positive way, do things for others, take care of ourselves and, and try and figure out our new normal and to be happy again. Happiness yeah. is a choice. It's not just handed to you. You have to do things to get happy. And I think that's something that, you know, as women, we have to learn. We're not used to taking time. We feel guilty about like, oh God, I can't go watch TV for half an hour. Exactly. Like, God, that's so bad. Who does that in the middle of the damn day? Exactly. Watching exactly. TV and eating soup in bed. But uh, it's so I think true. It, but you know, I just know just for me to have said that to my assistant, because normally I'm like, it's fine. I'll just plow through. I'll plow through. I'm just, you really do have to know yourself. And I guess that's part of the great thing about getting older is that not feeling badly about not being superwoman all the time. Yeah. It's fine to just, I think as we get older and just kind of go, you know, I need a minute. I need a minute. And it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. And it's okay if people don't understand. They it's don't okay. They don't have to. And, and they don't anyway. So yeah. I'm here. <laughs> it's like, I, um, I just released the episode um, yesterday and it was entitled Refuse to Lose. And so that's adapting like this, this champion mindset, right? Um, because you know, you, you wanna, you don't want to lose in your advancement of your life and anything that you want to achieve. But sometimes in doing that, you kind of lose yourself in the process. So it's adapting different mindsets to make sure that you stop and you pause and you take care of yourself to what you're saying. I love that you standing up for yourself and saying, I refuse to lose. And in order for me to win, I got to put me first. Yeah. That's a beautiful statement in itself. That speaks of strength. That speaks of self-control. That speaks of determination. And that that is truly a superwoman. A superwoman not just pushing beyond, just keep on pushing and pushing and pushing and doing what other people expect, but you're being a superwoman to you first and giving you the necessary energy you need so that you can show up being positive, being bright, being energetic, being 
full of laughter and joy and having that level of peace, you're, you are a superwoman to put yourself first. Oh, well, thank you. So hopefully that'll diminish some of the guilt I'm feeling. <laughs> oh yeah, let that go. <laughs> well, I want you to also share with the audience of how we can better support you in your cause. What can we do? Are there advocates? Are there places that we can look to online? Are there things that we can do to support your cause as far as donations or any of the sort? Just tell us what we can do and I'm oh. quite sure we'll do it. Well, that's amazing. Uh the Northern Light School in Oakland, California is always accepting donations and you can say that it's for the Baby Bow or the Ken Flack Educational Fund. Uh, there's a school in Mill Valley, California called the Edna McGuire School and there is the Bo Friedman Outdoor Classroom that's named after my son. Uh, it's, uh, out I am obsessed with nutrition and education and I love I think if kids are exposed from a young age kindergarten through fifth grade of planting seeds growing lettuce tomatoes and harvesting them and eating them and doing science experiments they are going to be more inclined to eat healthily make healthy choices as they get older so uh there's the Bo Friedman outdoor classroom that I'm very proud of and uh yeah and the sepsis alliance uh, sepsis.org if you want to find out mm -hmm. more about the sepsis um you know the disease and uh yeah that's it well christina i am so thankful that you took time to stop by oh, and just to educate you. us one on sepsis as well as really reinforcing that we need to really take care of ourselves i think that many people grieve various things we grieve the loss of life but we also grieve other things that we desire so much in our lives and it just has not happened and i think your energy your perspective and what you discussed here today has just really enlightened all of us i know it has enlightened me also wanted to um give your listeners a 25 percent discount code at pretty girl makeup com um, discount code pretty girl to get 25% off so I that is them. awesome oh thank, thank you. you thank you <laughs> that is absolutely amazing well Christina thank you again thank you for coming to the coming out of the dark platform this thank has you. been absolutely wonderful <laughs> thank you for having me it was such a pleasure Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Please subscribe to this podcast and like, share, and follow on Facebook and Instagram. Until next time, be well, be safe, and be kind to yourself.